it kind of gets to a point where it's like, is this really worth it? We're going to go out on the field. We're going to score as many goals as we can. We're going to have fun. Oh, Becchio, well placed! Ashton Pollard says I'm mean to her. Not like mean, mean. You know, I'll roast her for partaking in shenanigans. And am I seeing you sip a beer right now or is that water? No. I make stupid jokes. You'll be carrying those like six babies and stuff that you have in your future. Hilarious. But like she gets in on the banter too. <laughs> Divine pretty soon. 2045 is not pretty soon, but uh. Look. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Don't tell Ashton this, but I actually like her. I think she's funny. I think she's interesting to talk to. And being in grad school with her, this freaking pack it all in one year intense program with her, I can say that I also respect a lot about her. I respect her drive, the way she connects with those within a group her leadership of a group, even in times, especially in times when that group is kind of teetering off course. I respect her dedication to making the things that are going to have her name on it really, really good. And so I wasn't surprised to find out, and you, listener, probably won't be surprised to find out that Ashton was an athlete. The ball sports, though... Ball sports never really panned out for her. I don't have great hand-eye coordination, so... Didn't have great hand-eye coordination, but luckily, that didn't really matter for this sport. So, um, we, like, went to a neighborhood pool, basically, and my sister, who's almost two years younger than me, but a year in school, so we were probably in either... It was either second and first grade or first grade in kindergarten. Um, my parents signed us up to swim it. It was called Avalon. It was around then that Ashton and... Those around Ashton discovered that she was pretty good at swimming. What was at first just a fun way to stay active, be around other kids, learn something new, soon became a bit more serious. She was a budding talent. Time for more practices, more focus practices, more swim meets. So yeah, I, I stopped playing other sports in like seventh grade-ish. Um, and really started swimming. Also, I mean, with swimming, like you have these weekend long meets that are often, I would say the vast majority of them up until high school were in the state of Virginia, but um, it's still like, we would have to drive to Northern Virginia. We would drive out to um, like Virginia Tech had just built a big new pool that um, we went to a lot. So that's still like a four hour drive. Um, your parents have to give the whole weekend. Sometimes you have to skip school on Friday because the meets Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, like seventh, eighth grade was kind of when it was like, you gotta, you gotta pick one. Um, and swimming was definitely the one that I wanted to pick out of the, I was playing basketball at the time and then a little bit of lacrosse too. Swimming became her sport. Did you say that you loved it at this point? We're talking like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it wasn't at that point, you weren't, I feel like giving up a lot of your social life because I'm trying to like, I mean, like seventh, eighth grade, like you're going to the mall with your friends on a Saturday afternoon. Like you can easily go to swim practice after school every day and still go to the mall Saturday afternoon. But like in high school where you had to start missing like 
homecoming or prom or like something like some big event was when I thought that I kind of I mean I still loved it but like there was there were no conflicting events where I wouldn't love it also it wasn't as like taxing it's not as taxing on your body when you're 12 as it is when you're 16 17 18 so yeah I would say at that point I definitely still like really loved it and there was no thought in my mind that I would ever quit high school comes around and Ashton is swimming for both club and school she had thought about swimming in college when she was younger, but now abstract thinking started to get more real as she came up on her sophomore, junior year. I would say that's definitely the time when I started seriously considering it. I mean, as a 12 year old at like a big club that churns out a lot of college swimmers, like you see them and you kind of always want to do it. But also when you're 12, you have really no concept of like what college athletics even are. So it was like a little bit of a quote dream, I guess. It was also a dream for the people Ashton spent a lot of time with, the people she was closest to, her swimmer friends. Swimming, <laughs> swimming take, it takes a special type of person to get up at four o'clock in the morning every day. Um, not, we don't live in the tundra by any means, but it's pretty cold in Richmond in January and February. So it's pretty miserable. Um, yeah, I would say we just, we had a lot in common. It was kind of like a commiserating thing too. Like we all got each other, like it's very difficult to explain to someone that doesn't want to do that why you do want to do that. And like around summers, you don't have to explain it because you're all thinking the same way. I think, yeah, also we just spent so much time together. Like beginning when we were 10, 11, 12, when we started doing like random little travel meets, it was like you had your core group of friends and like the moms were all friends and the dads were all friends. So it was just like, you spent so much time together that, and they'd also been like the consist, like I had had the same friends in swimming since I was like eight. Whereas like I was, I moved one school, like I knew people at the school already. So it wasn't like totally, totally different. But I think that was like the one thing that was completely standard, I guess, throughout my entire childhood. Yeah. So just like kind of knowing them forever. It was also around this time in high school when she was thinking about swimming in college that another consideration reared its head. So I ultimately tore my labrum, but I didn't, I probably tore it when I was around 16, but I never was diagnosed till I was in college. Um, so when I was like, yeah, like 16, 17, I, they thought it was just like tendonitis. Basically I had no like high impact injury to a point where it was like, we think you tore something. It was just like the wear and tear of being a butterfly or in a backstroker for eight years and rotating your arm 10,000 times a day, which is obviously not healthy. The shoulder issues weren't so bad at this point though, that she'd stop swimming. I mean, when you're 16 and you've done something for a decade already at 16, it's a wild commitment. You've put so many hours in. That's all you've really known. So yeah, like started being a lot, started to be in a lot of pain. And at this point also I'm swimming every morning at 4.30 AM. So like, this is like a full on, like, this is your life. Like you don't skip meets you like, Oh, your problems that weekend, like sucks. You're going to this meet and said, um, so that I would say the frustration with the injury coupled with kind of missing out on things was when I first started thinking about um, not swimming in college. But then I think also there was a part of me that was like, you did this for so long. Like, why wouldn't you just give it a shot? And also I feel like I got along better with swimmers my whole life anyways. Like that was my main friend group. So like they were all going to swim in college. So it was kind of like, we all just banded together and we're like, we're going to do this. And again, it wasn't like I was forced. I certainly was not forced by my parents. My mom often was like, Hey, can you quit so we can actually go on vacation? Like, <laughs> um, so I, I was, I never had any like pressure of anyone being like, you have to do it. I think it was more pressure from myself of like, 
your shoulder's fine. You're going to be fine. You have to see this through sort of deal, if that makes sense. So she moved forward with the recruiting process. I had a really good like short course season championship meet my junior year. And the timeline was swimming. It has since changed. But at the time, um, you started being recruited that summer before senior year. So that was like just in time for me to be recruited. So that was kind of when I was like, all right, I'm going to swim in college. Because um, I did well in that meet and was able to pretend. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the best way of wording it. Was able, was able to be recruited at a level that I thought that it would be worth it to do it. Ashton made visits to Northwestern, UConn. But ultimately, it was a little up-and-coming school in the city of brotherly love that stole her heart. I really, really liked Penn. I really wanted to be in a city, and Penn is in essentially downtown Philly. The University of Pennsylvania. So yeah, I committed. Basically, I got an offer like mid-October of my senior year. And that was the point where I really had to pick like, all right, am I going to take this offer? Because the coach gave me like 10 days or whatever to accept it because he was going to give my spot away if I didn't want it, which makes sense. It was decision time. Now, let me give you even more context here. This decision wasn't swim at Penn or don't swim at just some other school. It was a very specific other school. Notre Dame. Her family loves Notre Dame athletics. God, country, Notre Dame. And Ashton really, really loves Notre Dame. Um, so it kind of came down to like, all right, do I want to take this that's being essentially handed to me and I'm guaranteed to get in, barring like catastrophe or do I want to apply to Notre Dame potentially get in but it was going to be pretty close I think um and then if I didn't get in like not have that option at Penn anymore um so yeah I decided that I wanted to keep swimming I wanted to go to Penn and I don't regret it in all honesty it just made sense at that time again like I had worked at this point I've had this what we thought was tendonitis for three years and I'd worked so hard to get I'm putting through in air quotes. As, as, I know you can't see me if you're listening to this, but um, I had like done so much, did so much like rehab, physical therapy stuff. Like I'd ended up having decent meets even with it. Um, so I was, I was kind of at a point where I was like, all right, I can both swim well and deal with this injury. And I've already put so much energy and time into it that I might as well do it. So jump to fall 2014. She's a freshman. Ashton, knowing no one at Penn, pretty quickly realized that being on a sports team would be a blessing. So it was nice to have like a built-in friend group immediately. Like first day on campus, the team was like, come to our team house basically. And like from there, you just like have built-in friends, which is nice. And it was going to be challenging. It was stressful on the swimming side because one, I was certainly not the fastest person on the team. Um, two, my injuries started to flare up again basically like we started lifting a couple of weeks into school so call it like mid-september and you don't want to be the freshman that comes in and like doesn't i i, I want to say doesn't do the work but like i mean there was kind of a reason for it like i definitely had major shoulder issues but again like you don't want to walk in the right first day and be like i can't do that because everyone's like we're a team do it like whatever so I did it and was lifting for a couple of weeks. And it basically got to a point where I could not lift my arm anymore. 
at this point, her coach was like, okay, Ashton, this is ridiculous. Let's deal with this. She got an MRI mid-October of her freshman year, found out her labrum was torn. She weighed the option of just treating it with physical therapy, which she had done already for two and a half years in high school. She thought about the cortisone shot path, a patchwork solution, really, and one that's not usually done on athletes who have this much of their careers left. Finally, though, she decided the best way to move forward was to have surgery. Really, it was going to be long and difficult, but I think that it was helpful that the athletic department was willing to pay for it. That was a big thing. And then um, it was kind of like, you just got here. Like, why don't you give it a shot? My coach was super supportive. Like, all my friends are very supportive of it. So, And so began the comeback with a mended shoulder. So did it, got back in the pool, like, June-ish, basically, started from scratch, um, was able to swim sophomore year, but the big issue was that I was recruited to swim 200 fly, 200 back, and 400 IM, which requires a lot of yardage, and butterfly, anybody that watches anybody swim butterfly knows, like, that's not how your body, like, that's not how your shoulders are supposed to move, <laughs> so it was really, really difficult. Um, I basically was ending up swimming 100 back and 100 fly which was fine. It just was not what I was recruited for. So I was not as good at it and I was not traveling. Um, but I still did it sophomore year because at this point it's like, you just had surgery and did this whole six month rehab process. Like you have to give this a shot at least up and up through like your championship meet in February. So did it, I actually swam like decently well at that championship meet. Like I was close to best times in both hundred fly and hundred back, which was nice. But I mean, again, like coming back junior year, I was not going to travel. Um, the championship meet we went to was we had like Ivy league championships. And then we had another one that everyone else went to, which was a very fun meet. And like, I'm glad that we, they had a meet for everyone else that wasn't going, but it's just like, not, it's kind of not the level that you want to be at. And if you're going to be putting X amount of hours, God only knows how many hours I spent at that pool or in that weight room. Um, it kind of gets to a point where it's like, is this really worth it? Is this really worth it? This was huge. This is a huge moment for Ashton to even just get to the point of asking herself this question. Because you see, Ashton is very, very hard on herself. You ask my parents to this day, like, oh, did you guys like make Ashton stick with swimming? Or like, oh, did you guys like make Ashton go to Penn? And my parents are like, no, like Ashton did both of those things because like, she literally is such a perfectionist. She like can't <laughs> not do it, <laughs> which is good and bad. Not following through, not giving it her best shot, just leaving something as is unfinished in a certain way. That's not Ashton. She was the person who pushed through, even when it hurt, even when stressed. Part of her personality. In high school more, it was definitely me like pushing myself to do it as opposed to outside influences but then in college when like you're living with all of these people that you're swimming with like you you I mean I'm gonna say you can't get away from them like I love them all to death I didn't want to get away from them but like everything you do is like swimming related so like if you piss somebody off by being lazy or what they think is lazy like it kind of ruins especially when you're the freshman on the team like if you make the senior captains mad like that's not great and I'm not saying our senior captains are great. They were never mad at me or whatever. But I think that my personality was so worried about being like, oh my God, they think I'm lazy or oh my God, like 
if I skip X part of this set, like, because literally my arm's going to fall off of my body, like they're going to judge me. And so I definitely think there was a flip between like high school and college of being more concerned that like I was going to be ostracized socially or on the team or whatever, because again, that's like your whole life. The pressure she had always put on herself, add that to the pressure of others' expectations for her. She's spending all this time swimming and it's just not the same anymore. She's not swimming the stroke she was recruited for. She's a college student growing up. She's got classes she's interested in that she feels like she could spend more time focused on. She already has a community at Penn. Is this really worth it? The force of the question continued to build. It was early November, my, se- my junior year. So the swim season officially goes October 1st through your championship meet, which is usually end of February, can be early March, depending on how fast you are. Um, so it's pretty early in the season, my junior year. I think that like I had had that championship meet the previous February where I'd kind of proven to myself that like I was, I'd, I mean, I never went a best time again, but like I'd proven to myself that I could kind of do it. And then I think that after doing that, there was a little bit of me that was like, okay, like you've done what you needed to do to satisfy yourself, if that makes sense. Um, And then also junior year, like you're really starting. I think that for me, like you're really starting to try to figure out what you want to do after college. And I was never going to be a professional swimmer. Um, So that was (laughs) definitely off the table. So it was kind of like, I can either keep doing this. It hurts 24 seven. I was going to physical therapy still three, four times a week. It was on the other side of campus. It was like a 90 minute to two hour thing after practice in addition to class, in addition to weights. So I I mean, my grades were always fine, but like, I felt like they could be better. And I was like, if I want to get a job, I feel like that was the point where it was kind of like, this is no longer worth it. Ashton and another girl on the team, a senior went into their coach's office to have the quitting conversation. So she was convinced to say, I was not. (laughs) And that was it. Her swim career was over. The next day when everyone got up at 5.30 and it was, it's November in Philly, so it's getting cold and everyone's leaving the house. I can hear them rustling around, whatever. I was like, thank God I'm not getting up right now. But then there's also the element, which I think a lot of, former athletes struggle with which is a large part of your podcast for sure is like what now um like often when you compete at that level and it doesn't it's not even like olympic level. like I was not gonna make the olympics like when you compete at like any collegiate level basically like you've been doing that with few exceptions for your entire life and it's like what now like not I mean I I don't think with me it was as much like full-on like who am I because I kind of knew but like my whole life, like I was like the swimmer and like Richmond is like a, it's a city. It's not a huge city, but like the suburbs of Richmond are very small. Like everyone knows everyone. Like I was always like the swimmer as of anybody that swims at Nova through high school, like that's your entire life. Like that's your entire identity. And then, yeah, to your point, you wake up one day and you're like, so no one cares that I swam anymore because it, it matters in the sense that like you learn so much and it was such a big part of your life. But like, my everyday now has almost nothing to do with swimming. You know what I mean? It's like, nobody cares anymore that you went 202 in the 200 back at your senior meet in high school. Like, no, like it doesn't matter. Um, so you kind of have to reevaluate 
what's important, what you want to do, how you still want to incorporate. Cause I, I didn't have like a bad relationship with something. Like I still love something, but it's, it's, you, you, you have six hours a day now where like, you're not doing that and you, you got to pull up time somehow. Making the decision when she was a junior made the transition out a bit easier. I knew the whole team super well. Like I knew I was an upperclassman. So there was no longer that component of like, oh my God, what if the seniors don't like me? Like, it was like, I lived with the seniors. Like I know them, like they, they, they saw how much both like physical and emotional pain I went through, like trying to make that decision, trying to come back, trying to do all of that. And so there was no longer that component, which was super nice. And then also like socially, everyone already knows you. So it's not like you're going to fall off the earth and nobody's going to invite you to things anymore. It's like, no, like you live in the house where everyone comes to hang out and like, you will be well aware of when anyone does anything because like you already know them. So I think that that was definitely helpful. It also helped that one of my best friends on the team was a diver. So she was not, if there was ever anything that like we, that I would feel left out of not being at practice. Like I had her because she was also at a different practice because the divers always practice after the summers, which was helpful. So we would kind of lean on each other. If there was anything that we ever felt like left out of, or like if this, there were certain meets that like swimmers only went to, like we had an invited um, Kenyan in Ohio that was like swimming only. And so like when I was home alone in the house all weekend, like she was also with me because she, it was not diving. So yeah, I think like all of those different components definitely helped and it would have been much more difficult for me if I had quit when I was 18 or 19 when I was told my labor was torn. It also helped that she had joined a sorority her sophomore year. We're not talking SEC level sorority. We're literally just talking group of girls that want to hang out, which was really nice because I did have friends outside of swimming. She had that diversity to her social support system is really important in the transition. It's been four and a half years now since Ashton quit. She's gone on to live in two different cities since then. Made a 180 turn on what she thought she wanted to do with her life since then. Swimming doesn't matter anymore. But there's no lack of peace with that fact. I have no like hard feelings towards the sport at all, but it's, it's just like so hard to do that. I, I don't really swim anymore. Um, I will say after my summer, after I graduated from college, I went back and I coached at a summer league team that I previously had coached for like early on in college, because long story short, basically I graduated without a job. So I was like, Oh, I'll just go home and I'll coach for the summer. Cause like, I'm going to be there anyways. Why not? And like a bunch of my friends were doing it. And I think that that, kind of helped like scratch that itch that I felt like I never fully because I I stopped so quickly I mean not so quickly like it wasn't totally surprising like I'd been thinking about it but to your black and white point it was like I was able to go back and I was not the one swimming but like I still had a part of me involved with swimming and like I know a lot of those kids really well and like it was great to see them succeed blah 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 all of that um but yeah I mean I will also say like since we are writing stories on sports now for school like I've written multiple stories on swimming and that's kind of been nice to get back into that world a little bit um because it's it's a hard sport to like find on tv too like it's just like it's very difficult to you're gonna if you're gonna continue to be involved in swimming after you swim in college it's like takes a massive active effort (laughs) in terms of doing it competitively or in any sort of organized fashion after retirement 
swimming is definitely not as easy to do as say soccer, basketball, tennis, a lot of these other sports. As for the navigating the potential post-sports identity crisis, Ashton's tip. You have other interests, like find something else to throw yourself into. Um, for me at the time, and Hannah's going to laugh, for me at the time, like that was politics. Um, it's no longer that. But like find something else you're really interested in. Find, so, find other people that are interested in that too. Like I think something at, with swimming, like there was nobody on the team at the time. It was a political science major. So I had no class with anyone. My two, two, two of my three best friends that were in my sorority were political science majors. So like it gave me, it gave me people that were interested in what I was interested in beyond swimming. And it wasn't just like swimming 24 seven. I think the point about her political science major and the sort of doors that opened is really key. It might sound ridiculous, but it can be hard to sit with the question of what else am I interested in? What else do I like? I know when I was 21, 22, if I were to write a list out, my list of interests wouldn't have items that just popped out as obvious ways to spend more of my time or build community around political science class or podcast listening more often than not there is a topic a class an activity you're already engaging with in some capacity that has untapped potential for meaningfully developing out your life dig into those political science was the first one ashton dug into then her sports fandom which led her to where she is now sports journalism school fielding roasts by me every day looking back even though this woman bleeds navy blue and gold even though she ended up having to get major shoulder surgery she doesn't have any regrets about the huge decision she made to pursue swimming in college i don't know that i would have done anything differently honestly I'm very glad I did it. I'm very glad I went to Penn. As much as I live and breathe Notre Dame athletics, which you know, um, I'm kind of glad that I did my own thing as opposed to following. Not, I mean, my dad went there and like nobody there would still know him. So it's not like I was like following him, but I think that it was like fun to go do my completely own different thing. Live in a city that no one in my family had ever lived in. I think we'd only been like once, like my parents had only been once. Like it was just totally, it was a totally new world. Um, I think that it was, Another thing I don't regret about Penn is just like the sheer quantity of different types of people you meet since it's just a national school. And Notre Dame is similar in that it's a national school, but like all of my best friends are from Dallas, Columbus, Boston, New York. Like they're just all over the place. And like half my team was from California. Like I knew one person from California prior to going to Penn. Like it's just like so different. So I, I'm glad that I did it. I don't regret it at all. It seems weird to say because... One decision was to continue with the sport and one was to stop it altogether. But the decision she made to swim at Penn and the decision she made to quit three years later at their cores, they aren't that different. Ashton made both choices the best she could at the time with all the information she had at the time. Information about her talent, her social life, information she had about her injury. And she made both decisions from a place of strength rather than fear. Don't tell Ashton this, but I think that's pretty inspiring.
Thank you to Ashton Pollard for coming on to the podcast. And thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time.